Hi, this is Lori. And this is Rachel. Welcome to Tales, Tales from, from the Rock Side. Hi, Rachel. Hey. How you doing? Pretty good. I feel like we're still on a like vacation hangover a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Just as a, a back note, we just got back from vacation, so um, I haven't taken the time to actually write an episode. So this is kind of going to be a... This is a loose... Loosey-goosey. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what is the last, podca- last podcast on the left called the Loose Fit? Loose Fit episode? Yeah. This yeah. is a Loose Fit episode. It's a Loose Fit. This is a jegging episode. <laughs> wow. What's wrong? It's a, it's just, to put it in rock and roll terms, this we're going to be riffing on this episode. Oh yeah, because that's not what we do every time. Yeah. No, usually we have we're kind of we're going to be this is an improv episode. We're a jam band right now. Yeah, for sure. And usually sure. we're like a little more coordinated. I'm yeah. always a jam band. This is, this is like the <laughs> the twelve bar blues episode. Yeah. Where we each get to take turns. Uh, this is with our lead. Let's look at my list of. I don't know. Is it over there? Is that it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that yours? No, that's something old. I don't know what that is. Where'd you put your list? Is I'm it that? Not a clue. Is it that right there? Oh, there it is. Hey, we found the list. All right. Back to Wow. It. <laughs> so anyway, so the, what we're going to do right now, we're going to talk a little bit about um, where we started our like love and interest in music and music history, and then we're going to talk about our top 10 all-time just favorite songs that we love. Not necessarily for sentimental reasons. What I said to Rachel when yeah. she was putting her list together was... Which was insane because I had five yes, different pieces of paper yeah, she all was scribbled all, out. She was having a hard time uh, narrowing. narrowing it down. So I said, if you're if you're in your car and you pull into the parking lot and right as soon as you pull into a spot, this song comes on the radio, you have to sit in your car and listen to it. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the criteria. Or it's a song that if it comes up on a playlist, you then immediately rewind and listen to it another time because you love this song so much right so it's gotta our, have that like uh that's our criteria is a little y- yeah bit. it's gotta have that like when you the first time you like <clears throat> even if you just heard like the first bar or co- or like chord of it you go fuck yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it's gotta have exactly. that like i love this song yeah <laughs> that like intense energy of like yes yeah uh i'm pretty excited i'm are you excited? Yeah, this will be fun. This will be fun. This will be very chill. This will be a chill episode. For everybody that's listening to it might be like, God, this is terrible. I have to <laughs> listen to them without actually gaining any knowledge for this. Yeah. Oh, this is, there's I mean, not going to be. Feel free to turn it off and come back next week. Totally fine. Next week we'll have a normal episode. Yes. Uh, with, like, actual information. This right now is just us being fucking stupid. Yeah, so pretty much. Pretty much. Get excited. <laughs> do you want to start with uh, how you got into music history and yeah. music in general? Yeah. Go ahead. I'll do that. Um, growing up, I, there was always music in my house. My uh, parents both played instruments. My dad played guitar. My mom played piano. And um, there was – my dad had a reel-to-reel player that he had. <laughs> Did like, he really? I didn't yeah. Know that. <laughs> That he had like just different tapes that he always had going. So what was kind of cool about a reel to reel is you could put it on and just have like two solid hours without having to like turn a record over right. or like that. So or however many however big your reel was. So that was kind of cool. It was cool. Yeah. Um. It was like the old school mixed tapes. You yeah. Know, before cassette tapes came in, and um, so there was always music around, and um, my first 
records that I ever owned that I remember. I had uh, 345s. Nice. That were, um, one was Heart Barracuda. Ooh, that's a good 45 to have. (laughs) One was uh, Elton John's Philadelphia Freedom. Also a really good 45 to have. And the last and best was David Bowie's Fame. Duh. Yep. I mean, and I know come I had some on. crap ones in there too, but those were the ones that I listened to an awful lot. I remember yeah, yeah. distinctly remember listening to those. And um, that's a good that's a good first uh, little collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my like early teenage years, I was pretty much listening to what my friends were listening to, which was like Journey and. <laughs> uh, hey, don't knock Journey. <laughs> no, so, yeah, they're all right. And uh, an Ario Speedwagon and some cheap trick yeah. and you know just those those bands <laughs> and um, uh, yeah like rock yeah arena those, rock the arena rock the late seventies arena yeah. rock it was definitely you know sticks yeah, yeah exactly that kind I like of stuff. I like sticks a lot actually <laughs> but um, you know <laughs> and I had got a copy of John Lennon's Double Fantasy John Lennon and Yoko Ono's Double Fantasy. Mm-hmm. And was listening to it a little bit, and then, of course, John was assassinated. Yeah. And that had a pretty profound effect on me. Right. Um, I took a really deep dive into the Beatles then, um, listened to them a lot. And uh, after that, then kind of naturally moved on to the Rolling Stones and deep dive again. Right. Um, then I had seen a documentary called Girl Groups, The Story of a Sound. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so really went into those early 60s girl groups, which then led into Motown and took a pretty deep dive into Motown. So that's kind of where I got my love of, this is when I was around 15 or so. Right. And I really got my love for, um, older music. Then, um, my sister joined a band and the, uh, Bass player of the band, Teresa Fabro, then Van Dyne now. Teresa! Teresa. Love Teresa. We're still still friends. Yes. Um, I mean, I've known her my whole life, so obviously I'm friends with her. <laughs> <laughs> she used to come to practice or to like when they would set up to play a gig, mm-hmm. and she would bring a boombox and she would play this girl singer who was just <laughs> wailing wildly. And I was just like, what the hell is she playing? <laughs> this is just not even listenable. And then I was watching, um, it, I don't think it was on MTV. I think it was on uh, Night Flight, maybe. Oh, okay. It wasn't the SNL? No. Okay. No, it was before SNL. It was before SNL. I around the same time. I think I had seen her on SNL and really didn't know who it was. Okay. So I didn't really pay much attention. But I saw the video for Suspended and Gaffa. Yeah. And, um, of course, I'm talking about Kate Bush. Sorry, I should this have said that. This is Kate. I mean, um, yeah, sorry. We probably should have said that. And... The, the video for that uh, was just so nostalgic mm-hmm. to me, um, being in an old barn with the light coming through yeah. the slats of the wood. And it just reminded me so much of this farm that my dad has um, that we'd go to when I was a child. And it really struck a chord. Yeah. So. Um, it's also a fucking great song. So then <laughs> I, like, I'm, I decided I'm just going to go get one of her albums. And I was actually going to get The Dreaming. And the record store I went to didn't have The Dreaming. Yeah. But it had the kick inside, and it had I think didn't never have, forever. Never, okay, I, I wasn't think it was sure never forever. The other one had because it had because I bought two that day. They didn't have mine heart now. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I think I got that. I think I got that later. Later. Um. So I got those and just listened to them mm-hmm. incessantly. And Kate then obviously drove me 
being a little more open with what I was listening to. Right. And I kind of became a bit of a snob. Who you know, you? The rock music snob. <laughs> but so I was really going for the little off the beaten path, mm-hmm. you know, uh, got very heavily into the jam. Right. Uh, Elvis Costello. Right. Um, to a lesser extent, XTC. Yeah. You started hanging out in this um, British rock, but stuff that hadn't crossed over that much. A lot. A mm-hmm. lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially a lot of it had to do too. Okay, we'll see what that did. We can okay. always chop stuff we out. We can adjust. <laughs> Sorry, we're still having sound issues. We haven't we're, bought a new laptop yet. Yeah, we haven't had a chance to get a new we laptop, really and this to. one really processes slowly. So, oh boy. anyway, sorry. Um, lost my train of thought here. Uh, so um, things that hadn't crossed over. This, oh the no, pond. I was gonna say the <laughs> other thing was like this was also the very early days of MTV because mm-hmm. I would go home. Uh, my parents had divorced. And my sisters had moved out of the house, so I'd go home from work from school, and it was me in the house alone while my mom was at work for hours. Yeah. And so, like that episode of Freaks and Geeks with Bill, it, it was, <laughs> yeah. it definitely was, and MTV kind of became my best friend. I would just put it I on; mean, it was on until my mom got home. Yeah. And if you watched MTV in those days, like all of the American videos, the bands that were doing videos were really boring. Oh yeah. And the uh, British bands were doing these very elaborate, you know, mini movies that were a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot so, of them were interested in like directing them stuff yeah, too, which helped yeah, make it absolutely. more fun, more interesting. So yeah, that kind of drove that too, and then the music was just I thought a little more interesting too. Yeah. So and then I've just continued to you know yeah. I like different bands over the years. Uh, I'm a really big fan of Smashing Pumpkins. A really really big fan of the Radiohead. Um, yeah. You know, those are my tops. Yeah, for sure. You know. Well, my music journey is very similar to yours. So my parents were in bands, <laughs> played instruments. Uh, Dad plays guitar. Well, played guitar. Does he still practice every once in a while? Occasionally yeah. I'll pick it up. Uh, and you play bass. Did. Did. <laughs> Don't anymore. Well, did. Yeah. Uh, we always had music on in the house. Same thing. We had, I distinctly remember this, which is very random, but we have a laser disc player that has what six cd slots yeah yeah we still have it it still totally runs i've totally five, used maybe five five anyway, i've totally used the cd slots recently like yeah. not that long ago uh totally runs totally works great and i remember we would put on god you would have like smashing pumpkins uh nickel creek i at one point we had like a dixie chicks cd probably yeah I like dixie, dixie chicks are cool mm-hmm. uh but uh, that's a lot of my like early peter gabriel i used to watch the peter gabriel um secret world live every laser disc every single day yes i i still watch it if i'm like needing a pick-me-up i will still watch it it's so good um so my music interests started when i was really young obviously because this is all i think i was like four or five Mm -hmm. when all of this was you know uh around and then we watched kate bush music videos constantly um it wasn't until i think i hit uh like the, when I got my first iPod, which I had the first the first gen iPod Shuffle, and uh, Dad loaded it up for me because I didn't know how to use iTunes. I had to be like ten or eleven, maybe eleven, something like that. Probably eleven. Uh, it was my my first electronic as well, so that should age me a little bit. <laughs> it was like my first personal like I get something cool, other than like CD players, which I had those too. Uh, but this was like a very cool new technology. 
Uh, but it wasn't until I started to learn how to load it that I really started diving into music. Um, and then I, even then I was diving into things that we had already listened to growing up, like Gomez and um, Stereophonics and a lot of that kind of stuff. It wasn't even till later <laughs> when I had to be like 12 or 13 when I started getting into the MySpace scene and this once again I'm aging myself real good here huh <laughs> and um LimeWire <laughs> and downloading illegal music and when YouTube came out watching music videos and just clicking and seeing what would happen so I really got into uh the whole uh what was that record label that followed by oh Fueled by Ramen their whole record label I listened to every single band um so that's pretty that was really when I started like experiencing my own kind of things to listen to uh or like you know you know when you're a teenager you're like oh what is it what my parents listen to which is which is funny because I went in the full like same direction almost because I was like I'm gonna listen to like screamo don't don't listen to screamo uh <laughs> or I'm gonna listen to like punk but I didn't go like you guys were already listening to alt rock. It's not like I was like, yeah. I'm gonna listen to hick hick country. If you do, that's fine. But I didn't because yeah, I'm an idiot. Great. Yeah, well, <laughs> someone else I know did. Um, not to name names, Emily. <laughs> but you know, uh, so I kind of hit into that, and then YouTube and and internet culture was a real uh, big part of learning music and learning music history i love to read so we always have music books around i I read music books constantly um and yeah you know college spotify happened right when i graduated high school college i went to an art college so i learned about a lot of random fucking bands bands that i i don't know if a lot of people have heard of and just kind of random stuff and uh yeah now i'm here i still listen to music i still pursue new music sometimes but I've gotten old and I kind of stick to my favorites now because I'm 25 and you know do you want to talk about your um fashion sense when you were into the scene oh no okay so <laughs> if you were not alive or knew someone that was into the myspace fashion scene this is going to sound fucking nuts but it was so a thing that you would have like big teased hair it was mind you I am a brunette I bleached it blonde uh, at first and then it was black and then it was <laughs> I've dyed my hair a lot of different colors uh, but it was teased huge with these huge like bows in it and like 50 necklaces I had a necklace that I distinctly remember that was um, brass knuckles mm -hmm. it wasn't real brass knuckles but it looked like brass yeah. knuckles basically anything you could get a hot topic you just threw all of that on the and then time. like at the same time and then like the tightest pants with like a pair of uh, sneakers, but like a uh, like a skateboarding skate, sneaker. Skate sneakers, yeah. Yeah, like a skate or... uh, yeah, like Vans, or I still have a pair of Vans, yeah. or uh, Converse, or whatever, anything like that. Uh, I don't remember what that one brand is, but I remember paying sixty dollars for a pair of sneakers that I think I wore like for five years or something. <laughs> that I no idea what happened to them. But anyway, and your your jeans were usually different colored so, too. So yeah, very super tight, very colorful, very super very tight, low cut, and low so waist, low cut, which is so horrific looking back at. I mean, at least I was like young and cute. Yeah. 
but uh, in the colors too the colors it, it was a huge a, thing yeah and then band t-shirts which i still wear constantly yeah but just like or tanks or tank tanks. tops layered layered tank tops mm-hmm. layers of shit was like a big thing yeah uh and just the heaviest eyeliner it was such a like specific it was almost like a ronettes kind of it was almost a ronettes yeah, yeah it was like ronettes and like early punk with the big yeah. big hair it was like Joan Jett meets the Ronettes yeah it was definitely it was a look you can look up if anybody's curious you can look up MySpace scene girl just on Google yeah. that's basically what my wanted to look like we could put a couple of we can find we can find your, some uh, photos I'm okay with that I've, for our insta this week I've yeah <laughs> I <I've, laughs> put a couple of my band photos I bet too. I could find some of your band photos which are pretty great too yeah. you've got some really cool outfits and yeah. things but uh yeah so we'll we'll put up some embarrassing photos for this episode yeah just for funsies fun yeah i've got some really great ones this is around the time i had my braces and was like just not eating very well so i was like royal thin it is just a whole a whole hot ass mess yeah but uh yeah i've obviously evolved slightly style wise (laughs) although i still love to dye my hair so (laughs) how much have you really evolved and then myspace you know yeah bit the bullet yeah Rachel's technically her first concert. Technically my first. Are are you talking about my in-womb concert? Yeah. Yeah. We went to see Peter Gabriel's Secret World Live. I did go see Peter Gabriel. When she was in utero. (laughs) But like late, you you were like eight months, right? Not that that far, about seven. Seven? seven. That's still pretty far. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pretty far. Yeah. And then. I had my ears developed. I think that counts. Yeah. And then we got the laser disc of it and Rachel watched it incessantly when she was like two, three. And she Obsessed always she'd say to you, like I'd say, what do you do? You want to watch something? And she'd say, Pier, Pier, want to watch Pier, Pier. And she was obsessed with Paula Cole. I'm still obsessed with Paula Cole. And she she's uh, fucking great. Her grandma made her a, a so, long black so straight dress so that she could dress up like Paula oh, Cole. I don't know if we have any photos from <laughs> There's that. There's any three year olds dressing wish, up like Paula Cole. <laughs> I wish we had photos from that because it's so fucking cute. Yeah. I fully am. You are slightly convinced. I don't shave my armpits in case anyone was curious. Yeah. You are kind of convinced that it's Paula Cole's fault. I think it's Paula Cole's fault. I think it was an Which early is totally influence. fine. I'm fine with it. I think yeah. that's valid as a influence i love paula cole i think she's fucking dope yeah i still love paula cole but yeah uh and then kate i remember we watched kate videos constantly the hammer horror kate video yes we would make you and dad fling me and emily around try to try that a lot in the pool because the the buoyancy helped a lot yeah yeah for sure and then that i mean i know that kate all of the dance videos and things influenced emily unbelievably yeah uh and kate has influenced my artwork countless times Mm -hmm. it's it's really insane Mm -hmm. uh kate is a huge part of our lives i still listen to kate all on the regular you still listen to kate on the regular yeah we literally went to europe because we got kate bush tickets and have seen her live which is not something that a lot of people can say yeah that was in my top i would say my top concerts Mm -hmm. was kate was definitely yeah there yeah i've painted kate for you twice mm-hmm. uh one of them is staring at us right now yep uh and then there's another one in the other room which is a little older mm-hmm. but kate has influenced so much of our lives it's really really amazing she's amazing what's woman. what's besides that what's your m- more memorable concert experiences um i went and saw fall boy a couple times which was cool i was young obviously and those were kind of really cool the first time was it the first time i think it was the first time when we went with dad and my sister Emily, I was like 13 or 14, mm-hmm. and Emily was younger, but we were all in the pit. 
<laughs> and dad had gone to like get a beer or like go to the bathroom or take Emily to the bathroom or something. I don't remember. But I remember that was the first time I was like in the pit as a teenager by myself. You know what I mean? Dad really like let me kind of have mm-hmm. that like moment. And that was super fucking cool because it was very like. I'm an adult, which I'm, I super wasn't. I super wasn't. I was 14. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it was, like, Dad was very cool about being, like, this is your concert. I'm just here to, like, mm-hmm. you know, make sure nothing crazy happens. Uh, I remember that concert quite a bit. I also remember when me and you went and saw Special Pumpkins on Halloween. Mm-hmm. That was a fun concert because it was Halloween. Mm-hmm. That concert kind of blew. <laughs> it was a bit disappointing because they, they build it as the Smashing Pumpkins Unplugged. Yeah. And so we were expecting the Smashing Pumpkins unplugged, yeah. and it wasn't. It was just a Smashing Pumpkins concert. Yeah, and but they were it like wasn't one of their better concerts. No, they were like jamming band. A, a little time. bit. It was really yeah, like not great. It wasn't great. fun. It, it wasn't a fun show. Yeah, I liked the first one they came out as their own opening act in costume, just because I mm-hmm. think it's cute that to was come fun. out in costume. Mm-hmm. And I also specifically remember someone. The first time I ever saw somebody dressed as a stick figure man was at that concert where you wear the like black yep. morph suit and then glow sticks that are and i remember being like that's the coolest costume i've ever seen yeah <laughs> but other than that the concert really didn't hit me very hard yeah uh and then later than that anymore i really don't go to too many shows i don't like to be around people because yeah. i'm a hundred years old uh so if i go to shows i'll go to like i'll go to like local shows anymore there's a couple bands that me and jordan really want to see but it's all chill. I don't care for pits anymore, or I just, I've just become an old person. I'd rather stand in the back and drink. Yeah. You know? I don't really want to be in the pit, but I like to have a good seat. I, I yeah. still like to go to shows. You still like to go to shows. I've just changed my tune about mm-hmm. shows every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I've gone to too many where it's been, like, too much of a hassle, too much of a, too much of a crowd, too much of a, yeah. you know? And it's like, I'd rather just go to something really local and really chill. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, what was your first show, or one of my your f- mo- one of your most memorable oh, shows? I guess most. Well, my first show was Sticks. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> when I was fourteen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not going to talk about that. Right no, now. I've heard that story. <laughs> it's it's a good story, um, but maybe for another another podcast. <laughs> yeah, my I we went we got really lucky and went and saw um um the Punch Brothers doing a. Yep a uh, residency in Oberlin College and they were playing at this church and when we got there there was nobody like there it was just like a first come first it was like a hand there was like a handful of people and so we ended up in the second row of this church to was super fun uh that was the first concert i went to when i by the time i hit 21 so i was able to drink at it and we met this woman that was like oh yeah i'm like following them around she had also seen nickel creek a whole bunch and we were like comparing when we'd seen them and it was a lot of fun yeah. or punch brothers a whole lot she'd seen nickel creek too yeah but uh it was she, she was super sweet we had a blast we got really close to the front we yeah. were, like could touch we yeah. were we had a really good time but you didn't we so. didn't <laughs> although uh we did see uh <laughs> there's this really great photo where we're standing in line like waiting to get in and we were pretty close to the front you know but we i at one point i turned around and i see that the i'm sorry i shouldn't actually turn <laughs> uh i turned around and i saw the tour bus 
and I looked down and literally they were like all just standing out there getting their shit out and I turned around and Emily was taking a photo of me at that point uh-huh. but I turned around and I have the craziest expression on my face like fuck yeah it's really <laughs> funny it's really really funny yeah but that was a blast that's one of my favorite concert yeah. stories me and Ron saw Elvis Costello with Steve Naive just the two of them mm-hmm. And they were playing um, up in Cleveland, right on the waterfront. Oh, and yeah. that was a cool show, too. I'm sure it was. That was a really good show. Um, Secret World Live was a Secret good World show. Secret World Live, I'm sure it was a good show. Um, David that's a Bowie did cool a show. Yeah, David Bowie did a tour um, years ago called Sound and Vision mm-hmm. that was basically just an oldies show. But he had this really cool, like, translucent screen that was like. I think I've seen photos and stuff. Yeah, like it was like yeah. the whole. Uh, height of the stage and then they could do projections mm. on it and there was times when he would like interact with the projections it was just a really well thought That's out cool. for a large arena show mm-hmm. you know a lot of those large arena shows they're yeah they're kind of dull not great. yeah but uh, this was th- that was really well done when we saw radiohead was that in st louis i think just me you and dad um that was yeah no was that Radiohead or was that? No, it was Radiohead. That was Radiohead. Mm-hmm. Um, they did that big, they had a whole bunch of different TV screens. Mm-hmm. That yep. was really cool that effect. Cool. That was a good concert. And it, the effect was, I'm sorry, was so fucking cool that you could like really see. Radiohead's really good at putting on a big yeah. performance kind of show. The last one we saw, they did this like really cool light stuff, which was cool, but also really hurt my eyes. Yeah, so it was very bright. It was really bright, but it was cool. I mm-hmm. mean, they're good at doing like weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Emily saw Hozier years ago and it was like dead ass middle of winter do you remember this we drove kind of. it was like at nationwide uh not to place where we're at mm-hmm. uh, too much but it was at nationwide and we stood out in the cold it's like dead ass middle of winter stood out in the cold for a couple hours emily loves hosier so i was like i'll go with you obviously uh and we were really close in line had a great time concert was great but i remember standing out in the cold for a while fully like 15 jackets on a big scarf we both were sitting there just like bundled but it was a fun it was a fun time what was like one of your least favorite concert i had an anxiety attack at fall out boy <laughs> yeah so uh when fall out boy came back together as a band uh i had been a really big fan of them years for years uh excuse me i'm knocking things i'm trying to um for years and they kind of took it a hiatus right when I hit senior year of high school. So through all of that, it was like kind of hard. And then I went through college and college was a really rough experience for me, which I won't talk about here. But um, after I got back home from college, I obviously dropped out. Um, (laughs) After I got back home from college, Fall Out Boy announced that they were back as a band. So I bought the deluxe edition of the (laughs) CD, all of that kind of stuff. Me and Emily bought tickets right away. And it was just a really unpleasant experience. Um, the, it wasn't anything to do with the band at all. They did great. They performed fantastically. Uh, it wasn't anything like that. It was the crowd, was, for some reason, was very... It was oddly aggressive. Oddly aggressive. Yeah. Uh, we had a great time standing in line. We met some lovely people. Super fun. Loved that part of it. Uh, if we had just moved to like the lawn, we probably would have had a better time. But we had been in the pit, and it just got really like mean for some reason. Uh, and I had a bit of an anxiety attack. Emily had run into somebody that she knew, so she was, I was like, I have to get out of this area because I'm freaking out. And Emily was like, okay, well, I'll stay here with this person I know for a few, Mm. and then I'll come get you. So, 
uh, I had come out and was, like, breathing heavy and, like, you know, had a glass of water that somebody at the venue had given me, which was very sweet, whoever you are. Um, and I was kind of, you know, getting over my anxiety panic attack. It was just too many people to, you know, which is another reason why I kind of don't go to shows anymore. Um, and then maybe, like, five minutes later, Emily comes out and is, like, she's, like, I was, like, trampled and she had like a bruise on her leg and we just we just called you and mm-hmm. we're like we just can't do this concert anymore yeah. we pr- we probably could have just should have just moved to the uh the, the, lawn. the lawn and watched but at that point we were both so tired and so like beaten down yeah over it over it and it was a really horrible comfort concert experience and that was one of the last times i went to a really big show honestly other than having like like a seated ticket yeah um because I truly don't go to big shows with pits as much. Yeah. Uh, I've still been in the pit recently, or, like, recently. But, you know, anymore, it's not It's not for a more aggressive band. I would never see a punk band in the pit. I don't have the mentality for that. If you do, that's fucking cool. But I do not. So, it just depends. What was your, what's your bad concert experiences? Um, well, when I was 15, I went to see the Rolling Stones mm-hmm. at the Pontiac Silverdome in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And uh, we drove forever. And, of course, I didn't drive. Well, yeah. And you were 15. I was 15. <laughs> and it was Iggy Pop and Santana and the Rolling Stones. And we missed Iggy Pop altogether. Aww. <laughs> um, that sucks. Yeah, such a long drive. And uh, got there about midway through Santana and... Like, we're getting our tickets and going to our seats, and we're climbing and climbing oh, and climbing. No. And this is, like, that arena. I don't even know if it's still around anymore. It I was no idea. huge. It was a huge, huge, mm-hmm. huge arena. And we were, like, like the very top area. Yuck. And so, I mean, on – they had a, a diamond screen at the top, so you could, you know, mm-hmm. like, that was at least vision thing. A little bit. Mm-hmm. To, but where we were sitting, we were so far away that the diamond screen itself was about, about two inches no. by two inches. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, like, disappointing. Yeah, you know? that sucks. And uh, there was um, a show that me and – I've got a couple of them. They're pretty awful. Uh, went to see uh, a guy named Peter Murphy. Oh, okay. And uh, this was at a, a local bar. And um, – the more interesting, the, he was all right, kind of boring. But, but <laughs> he was fine. At the table next, we were at a table. We got a table. We snagged a table for this show, and there was a table next to us, and there was this couple that were freaking going at it. And it oh was just yeah, like, yeah, like, I've heard this story. Why, why don't you just go get a hotel room and be cheaper than getting the tickets? And whatever. So that was or a like weird one. Step outside for a few minutes. Yeah. And then another time, um, me me and Ron saw Big Audio Dynamite, which I like Big Audio Dynamite. Unfortunately, Don Letts had left them, so they of were course. not quite as good. But, you know, they still had a uh, uh, – what's his name? I, I don't remember. Name. I'm sorry. Sorry. From The Clash. Uh, Mick Jones, right? Sure. <laughs> I don't – I'm sorry. sorry. I'm really bad with names. Yeah, I'm not good with names. Um, and uh, I know people are being like, what? I know. It took me a half hour to figure out Matthew Lillard's name yesterday. I don't know why, and now I can't remember why I was trying to remember it, but now it's just in my brain, so. But um, the opener was Ronald Cole, Ronald Cole, oh, the Trillionaires, yeah. and he was um, not far from his death and pretty heavily into his drug addiction, and it was just Awkward. really sad and uncomfortable yeah. Oh, yeah. to see him. I'm sure. 
um, on stage. He I'm just sure. wasn't, you know, and I had seen him several years mm-hmm. before that. Um, and it was, it like I said, it was just painful. That's it was painful to yeah, be there. Yeah, that's really rough. Yeah. It's not a good time. Yeah. Those are probably my most, I mean, I've seen some boring Well, yeah, acts. but that, I don't count that as like a yeah. bad experience. I count it more as like a... Yeah. I went to see Yes, because my friend Jeannie loved Yes, and she had me go with her, and that was fairly painful because I don't <laughs> You're care not into for it. it. That's why. I don't care for it. And That's why. <laughs> that was painful because I don't like Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. And not only that, but like we were, our seats were directly behind the soundboard. Ooh. And we were right next to the aisle, and like she was like right next to the aisle, I was beside her. And one, one time she's like, she just kind of wanted to see, so she kind of ducked her, like turned her body so she could kind of look around the soundboard and the security guard came running over and screamed at her to get back in her seat Jesus. and it was just like this you've just made an unpleasant really? experience worse <laughs> man what an asshole so. i remember when you guys went and saw who'd you guys you guys saw cheap trick and oh who um else was there i don't remember Squeeze. We squeeze, went to saw Squeeze. We actually it. went to see Squeeze. It was well, Squeeze yeah. and Cheap Trick, Cheap Trick and we went too. to see Squeeze because that's a, a favorite. Well, yeah, and I and I like Cheap Trick. I, well, I like dislike yeah, them, I like Cheap but Trick. but like I remember you guys getting back from that concert, and this is not that long ago, five years, six yeah, years, something like that. Something like that. But I remember you guys getting back from the concert. I'm not gonna actually do it, but you guys were like scream talking because you got your fucking ears blown out by oh, the yeah. speakers. So you guys came back and you were like, hey. Yeah, well, like, Teresa and Bob so had had uh, the thing that got us in a little early, so we got, we were, like, right in front for yeah. Squeeze, and they were fantastic. It was such a good show, and they were doing, um, they were touring for the album that they had just done that was, like, they had redone their classic yeah. songs, oh, so yeah. it was, like, all, like, a hit like film a, Yeah, show. like a classics. Yeah. yeah, and they got done, we loved them, they got done, and then Cheap Trick came on, and they were so loud that me and Ron were like, let's just walk to the back yeah. and see if we can tolerate it from here. So we walked all the way up that hill and yeah. we're standing like by the soundboard back there and it was still so loud. We were like, we, we just left. Yeah, we, you guys we saw like out. four songs and we were just like, we can't do this. Yeah, it's I remember, too loud. I remember that. I remember you guys getting back and being like, what? Because <laughs> it was yeah. so... Yeah. Like, it fucked your guys' ears up so bad. Yeah. Well, and I, I got to see The Clash mm-hmm. too and they were playing at Vets Memorial. I think it was Vets. And, uh, and we ended up, we had six people were going to go. Like we had bought tickets for four people Mm -hmm. and we were like in row, I'd say N or P, you know, about that far back. Right. And then two more people said, oh, we want to go too. So we bought two more seats and we ended up in the second row for them. And then one person ended up not going. So we had six seats, (laughs) five people trying to do the math here. So we were all like, well, because of this situation, let's kind of take turns getting the, the second row seats yeah. just so that we can get a You'll chance to be a up, bit. Yeah, yeah. up close. They were so loud that Everybody we were fighting, fighting for the back seats, not the front ones. That Nobody sucks. wanted to sit in the second row because <laughs> it was so loud. That sucks. Incredibly that's loud. That's a bad yeah. time. Yeah, but I but I saw the clash. I mean, you did see the clash though, so that's cool. <laughs> that's one of my bragging rights. That is a bragging I did, rights. I did you've get got to see the clash. you've got much cooler like. You know, I mean, I've seen, I've not, I've seen some cool bands, obviously. I enjoy all the people I've seen. Yeah, but I'm old, too, so I, I've <laughs> had a chance. I mean, I've certainly had a chance to see, you yeah. know, I, but I have not seen a Beatle. That's I know you haven't seen a Beatle. Thing. That's, I haven't seen a Beatle either. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I ever will, to be honest with you. Yeah, but I thought I saw the Stones. You did see the Stones. You, like I said, you've seen some really cool ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen people that I enjoy. I don't know if I have any, like, big bragging rights that much. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Kate. Kate. Kate's a big bragging rights yeah, for me. Yeah. Uh, I like. I I saw Hozier. Hozier was really a really yeah. good concert. Uh, we've seen. I've seen Punch Brothers like four times now. I think. Something like that. Four. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen, uh, Nickel Creek around the same. Maybe three. Maybe three. No, four because they did that last tour too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I've said I've seen Chris Dealey eight times, which is really dope. Yeah. Uh, I really like him. I saw Nickel Creek, I believe six. I think times. you saw him six. Yeah. And then I've seen Punch, Punch Brothers probably five or six times. So I've seen him a couple times You've without seen him you. Without you saw him to Lincoln. Yeah. Without you. At the Lincoln. Yeah. So that's a really big riding ride of how many times we've seen mm-hmm. uh, Chris Dealey, just because I really enjoy him and all of his. You yeah. Know. You've seen Radiohead twice. I've seen Radiohead three times. Three times. Three You're times. Right. I've seen Radiohead three times. Uh, and Tom York and Flea once. Yes. <laughs> which was an interesting concert. Yep. Saw a lot of Flea. Yep, because you saw Adams for Peace. Did see Adams for Peace. He, Flea does not like to wear underpants underneath of his skirts, which mm. is totally valid. But then he kicks up his leg. Oh, boy. He's not shy. He's not shy, that boy. I've seen him. Um, I like Flea a lot, though. So my other, my cool. other person I've seen a lot is Elvis Costello. You've seen I've a seen lot Elvis, of Elvis Costello. Elvis Costello quite a few times, probably seven eight times yeah i'd say yeah that i think for me the band i've seen the most would be punch brothers or well, they're chris thiele chris thiele yeah <laughs> i meant like they're on the same yeah yeah uh they're both at four times yeah so that's pretty cool yeah i mean they tour an awful they do lot, tour a lot so. uh they also tour smaller venues mm-hmm. which is great for somebody with like some social anxieties it's really lovely and yep. their crowds don't get crazy because it's Bluegrass, yeah, <laughs> which is great. I like yeah. that. I enjoy that. Not a lot of uh, mosh pits. Not a lot of pits. The, no, no. The Nickel Creek. Not really. Shows. There was a pit at the one that me and Emily yeah. went to, uh, but it was also like a. There bar. was the first time we saw. Yeah. Uh, there were actually two times that we saw Nickel Creek. Yeah. Were at bars. Yeah, that's what this was a bar. I mean, and it wasn't like it was like a pit. pit you know yeah. what I mean? Everybody yeah. was just kind of standing and chatting. Exactly. Which exactly. was really lovely. I like going to Punch Brothers shows a lot because everybody is very sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I'm, you meet really lovely people at the Punch Brothers shows. Yeah. Um, I've never had a bad experience at the Punch Brothers or, yeah. or Nickel Creek for that matter. Yeah. Uh, really great. Super fun to see live. Would highly recommend. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Top top musicianship. Okay. Oh so, yeah. So we have a list. Yeah. Well, we have lists each. So well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one and we like we maybe chat. a little bit about it and then we, you can say one. And we'll go kind of go back and forth. Cool. Does that sound good? Yeah, that works for me. Okay. Go ahead. And these are in for me in no particular order. Uh, these are in no particular f- order for me either. They were just the order I thought of them at. So yeah, that's yeah. kind of with me. Yeah. Um, first one is Smashing Pumpkins, 1979. Duh. And there's there's so many things that I love about this song. There, it's got such a um, propelling beat. I said mm-hmm. it's like the ultimate best driving it's, it's song. It's your car song. It, it is. It's a song <laughs> that's great to drive to. Um, it also, especially based on the video, it has a very nostalgic feel mm-hmm. of that time. If you were a teenager in like uh, the late seventies, early eighties, where there wasn't social media, yeah, there wasn't. Um, you re- it was basically the time when you're a teenager and you're bored because there's nothing to do. <laughs> nothing to do yeah. So you would find like whoever had a car and you'd just all pile in the car and just drive around yeah. aimlessly. So I did a lot of that as a teenager yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean that that definitely has that feel to mm-hmm. it, and I just I just love it. Yeah, it's lovely. So. It's a great song. Yep. It's uh, uh, was it? Which uh, which Smash Pumpkin song did the Anastasia rip off? 
movie. Was it Mayonnaise? Oh, no, that's um, 33. 33. That mm-hmm. was it. Never mind then. Yeah. I couldn't remember if it was, I couldn't remember which one Almost was. made my list too, so the same was Try, Try, Try. I was yeah. like, okay, which I know. of these? I, I did limit myself to one per artist. Me too. Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure if we wanted to say that or not. Yeah. So, uh, my first one that I wrote down is They're There by Radiohead. I love this song. Uh, the drum beats are so good. I can hear it in, you know, I heard the first note and I freak out. It's so good. Um, there's a line in it that I really love that's called, uh, it's, or the line is, uh, there's always a siren singing you to shipwreck. Uh, at one point I will be getting that tattooed on myself. I just don't have any money. Mm. <laughs> Shock. But um, one of the reasons I really love that line and I love this song so much is it has this feeling of like, shit's always going to go wrong. But like you know, just fucking plow through. You're good, and I I love a good I love a good literary reference. Reference. Uh, I really enjoy a lot of the songs that I have on here have literary references mm-hmm. because I truly love. I like clever lyrics. I love clear. I, I like, like clever lyrics. lyrics. I love old literature. I love the Iliad. I love uh, Homer's Odyssey. Mm-hmm. So when I first heard that, I was just like, oh, so cool. You know, and yeah. I, I heard that as like a 15 year old. So yeah, it it really. And it hits home as someone uh, with depression. It hits home as like a, you know, your fucking brain's gonna be telling you yeah. shit constantly. So like, yeah, it's okay. You just fucking get through it, and you're fine. You know, it's it's fun if you've seen Radiohead and they're gonna do that song when you see them bring out the oh, drum. They bring and, out the drum. And it's so Johnny cool. Greenwood takes his guitar off, and you're like, oh, they're gonna do that there. Yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> it's very it's very fun. You can see how excited, especially Johnny gets about yeah. being able to do that big drum beat, which yeah. is just great. It's fantastic. Yeah. All right, what's your next one? Uh, My next one would be The Beatles Across the Universe. Right. And I don't really think of this as a Beatles song. I was telling Rachel earlier. Mm -hmm. I think of it more of a John Lennon song. Mm -hmm. I I honestly don't know if anybody else is even playing on it. I have no idea, truly. Um, But the things that I love about this song is that um, it really is like, I feel like it's John talking about what the creative process was like for him and that, that how you have to open up your mind to just let you know he says uh words are flowing on and on and it's just like it's so yeah i'm opening myself Mm -hmm. up to just whatever to come out and just that it's like the best distillation of his talent to Mm me um it it really embodies the creative spark yeah it definitely gives off a uh any any person who's creative in any fashion i feel like can have a a a connection to that song Mm -hmm. um because it really does feel you know uh as someone who draws obviously and like paints and things you do feel like yeah that is kind of what the creative process is now it's not words so much for for artists painters and stuff like that but it's definitely like colors Mm-hmm. or um textures is a big yeah. thing uh you know so it's it's a definitely a inspiring song yeah for any creative i think yeah. or even if you're not like a creative type you can still get the feeling of like oh that's what that means or yeah what, that's what that feels like kind of it's yeah. really it's a good it's a good interesting encom- encompassing song I would say. yeah yeah and i think i i think that's there's a really soothing with the you know nothing's going to change mm-hmm. my world line it's very it's, soft it's, it's very, that uh, comforting. you know yeah that that Things are going to be all right. You might have bad shit happen in your life, mm-hmm. but things are going to be all right. Yeah. You know? I like that. Yeah. I, I like a song that has a little bit of a, a optimism mm-hmm. because, you know, it's it makes me feel a little bit better. Now, I do have some songs on here that don't have any. Yeah. I've got, I've <laughs> but, got some you know. definitely melancholy oh, yeah. picks For sure. on what I have. For sure. But, but still. Yeah. And also, like, another criteria kind of was, for me, was songs that I love to sing. I had that a lot, too. Yeah. 
even though I'm fully tone deaf and you shouldn't hear me sing any of these. Yeah, songs. I'm not gonna sing any of them for you. Yeah. but you've got much better privacy voice. of you my have, own you home. Have a much better voice than I do because <laughs> you're not tone deaf. <laughs> um, let me see where we're we at. Number two. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so mine is the Big Sky, Kate Bush. I had a really hard time picking out what Kate song I wanted to put on here. There for a while, it was Waking the Witch. And then it was all just like, just go listen to the Ninth Wave. <laughs> but then when you said, okay, what song would you, uh, like, want to sing along to? Now I do sing along yeah. to the Ninth Wave. But, you know, uh, it's the Big Sky. That's it. You can hear how much fun she's having in that song, which mm-hmm. I really enjoy. And I really enjoy the aspect of uh, exploration that that song can kind of give you. Of just, like, just lay out in your fucking yard and look at the sky and, you know, think about... Uh, how small you can be or feel and it's just a really good fun kind of uh, exploration-y kind of song which I really enjoy Mm -hmm. and the music video is fantastic and very fun yeah and Kate's always had that ability to like have you get back in touch with your childhood Mm -hmm. you know to reference like finding pictures in the clouds exactly like that exactly it definitely gives you a very much like a uh, a homey kind of vibe I feel like a lot of Kate songs give me that like very uh, at home uh, and not only just because we listen to her a lot as kids but you know as a human being I feel like you do need to feel home at home with nature and the big sky really gives you uh, that kind of vibe and feeling yeah of like yeah being being inspired by uh, the sky which I think yeah. is beautiful and I love that so and she talked in an interview one time about when she towards the ends of songs when she's really improvising, mm-hmm. she would, like, have a drink or two just to kind of loosen herself up right. and, you know, get over your inhibitions and stuff like that. And because that one probably is the one where she's super wailing the most as in any yeah. of her songs, you think she must have been truly smashed. Oh, you can so hear. I love – you can really hear how, like, she had a, just, just super a great loose. time at the end of that song. She really yeah. did. And even the end of the music video, they're all dancing. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that that was just a really – fun song yeah. for her to do even the music video it's yeah. so it's a really good time it makes you feel good yeah what's uh, cool about the vi- music video too is that like they sent out a notice yes, to all of the so cool. fan club members that were you know lived around the london area yeah. so a lot of the people that are got to be in it are super fans, super which fans is so cool yeah it's, it looks like it was a really fun photo shoot mm-hmm. or not photo shoot video shoot uh, and it looks, I mean, I love that song. It's one of those ones, honestly, you, I could pick any Kate song, but Big Sky really hits. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. All right, you got another one? Yeah. Um, my next one would be Nickel Creek's Green and Gray. I love that song. And I, I yeah, I just, I love this song. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it was kind of, for me, it wasn't, when I first was listening to um, the Nickel Creek album, This Side, it, it, didn't um it didn't strike me initially it mm-hmm. wasn't the one that i would go back to and then it just kind of really it, grew it, on it you. really grew on mm-hmm. me and um it's yeah i think it's just a beautiful song it's i don't beautiful really have song. a lot to say the about it is beautiful. it's just beautiful it's a beautiful song yeah i don't yeah. i don't really have i love that song as well but i don't have yeah. a, like a distinct reason i think it's yeah. just a beautiful song uh my next one is in your eyes peter gabriel specifically the live version from secret world live with paul cole it is amazing yeah paul cole has an amazing voice it sounds great with pete's uh i just it the energy there's a lot of like phonetic and like fun energy in that performance yeah that translates into the audio and in the video 
and I love it so much. Not to mention that we used to dance to. I also did dance to it all the time. All the time. I can still do the dance from it. Yeah. By memory. Yeah. So that's cool too, and it's just one of those things that just really like it puts a smile on my face anytime I hear it, and uh, if I hear it in the car or on uh, like my Spotify shuffle or something like that, it's great. I instantly listen to it and I get excited. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't have more feelings on it than that really. It's just, it's a great song. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, my next one I'm, I put down Kate Bush's Hounds of Love. Yeah. And, um, I like that we both picked from that album. We did. And yeah. I actually, the dreaming kind of edges out Hounds of Love for me and my yeah. love of, of albums. But the dreaming is such a journey. I have a hard time pulling out certain other than suspended and gaffa. But I was yeah. trying to keep out the more sus- sentimental picks. That'll be something we'll do later. Yes. Um, I also love Wealth Pin. I could just hit her I name. That's I'm going to name said. all the Kate, Al- Kate songs. I know. Love. It's really hard to be like. <laughs> I was like, oh, I really like a lot yeah. of Kate songs. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Hounds of Love has that kind of um, driving, compelling mm-hmm. beat to it. It sounds like a chase. Oh, it totally does. Which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a super great cover it by the Future Heads. Future Heads. I was going to say great, the Future Heads cover is great cover. so fucking cool. Um, I heard it on the radio the other yeah, day. It was it's, dope. It's just, it's a great song. Yeah, I heard it on the radio. And that's, almost, that's all I was there tempted to, to I was tempted to call the radio station and be like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> or be like, did Emily request this? And I love that song. Seriously. It's great. It's so fun. Uh, I fully recommend just sitting down and listening to Hounds of Love all the way through. Yeah. Including Ninth Wave. The Ninth Wave is so fucking good yeah um oh god what did i have next oh i have in our gun by gomez oh, okay i i don't have anything crazy to say about this song it's the title song from their album in our gun and it's fantastic yeah that's that's such a great album go it's and a, gomez is kind of a forgotten band unfortunately, i mean I'm, they're i'm sure there's bigger gomez, in england i'm sure there's gomez yeah. bands out there too yeah. but you know well they they kind of did i saw they were doing like a uh, greatest hits kind of tour, but oh, it was cool. all, England. all England. All England, yeah. And the only time I've known that they played over here was when they opened for Cake. Yeah, I remember that. Which we didn't go see because Cake. Because Cake. No, fi- if you like Cake, okay. Yeah, it's that's fine. Fine, but it's not for us. Yeah, I don't care for a joke. I mean, band. I love Cake the food. Uh, yeah, if someone <laughs> Cake the band, if someone I'm offers take me a, pass. a full Cake or to go see. Cake? The band cake. I'm gonna take a full cake. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Exactly. But Sorry. anyway, we're, we're, we're diverging That's from diverge. Gomez. Maybe we'll do a top hated bands list. Yeah, that, would that be could fun. be kind of fun. Yeah. But yeah, Gomez. Love Gomez that band. Is great. That's a great album. Listen to the full album. Would highly recommend. Do you know how we found Elijah out? Wood? <laughs> Elijah Wood. So, uh, I am a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Shocker. But when I first started getting into Lord of the Rings, I wasn't interested that much. And then we started watching the behind the scenes because uh, we've got a family friend, Haas, who had all of the DVD extras mm-hmm. and everything. The extended editions, which I still own, yeah. uh, which are fucking great. But Elijah Wood was doing like an interview or something and he was talking about, or was it that no, scene where he's flipping through his It wasn't old... that. He he was on some music show oh that was it and he he did this thing where he you know it was like one of those let's get a guest star on to compile a list of videos some some video show and um and we had found it somewhere yeah. and we're watching it and the thing paused again i'm gonna just oh no oh no oh no let it catch up and then we'll start there it again we'll we probably go. have to do a little crazy that's fine but anyway um yeah so he and he comprised this list that had it's 
It's slowing down. So anyway, he had comprised this list that had um, Gomez on it and had Stereophonics on it. Stereophonics is also awesome. And had Portishead on it. Portishead is also awesome. <laughs> um, I can't remember what it was. And, uh, and Stereophonics. I'd heard of Portishead. Yeah, before. Portishead's kind of a known. Yeah. A bit more yeah, known. A bit more known. But yeah, super cool. I... I love Gomez. I think they're really dope. So yep. that's yep. that's one of my favorite Gomez songs. Okay, my next one would be Ready Cards House of Cards. House of Cards. I love House of Cards. This is off of In Rainbows. In Rainbows. That's a which beautiful is album. The best Just album. listen to the full album at this point. Honestly, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. House of Cards, what I like about it is it's um for a Radiohead, it's a it's a much more straightforward lyric. They, mm-hmm. you know, Tom tends to write a little more um, abstract, mm-hmm. but this one is a very straightforward lyric, and um, and it's just a beautiful song. It's great. It's just a beautiful song. It's great. It's got a uh, very melancholy. Yeah, it's it's got one of those you know the first chord hits you really hard. You mm-hmm. know, which especially in this list of like things that you want to listen to over and over and over again. I think yeah. the first chord can really. Uh, Affect a lot. Yeah. Uh, setting the tone and everything. It's great. Yeah. It's a great song. Yep. All right. The next one I have is a Fall Out Boy song. And it's from Folia Do, which is actually my Fall Out Boy album, which mm, didn't, mine get, too. didn't get a lot of play, which mm-hmm. sucks. And it's Coffees for Closures. Now, this song, when I was first listening to it as like a whatever, 17 year old, 16 year old, whenever this came out, I don't remember. Uh, I think I was actually closer to 17. Prob- yeah. I think because you yeah, were close yeah. to I was close to graduating. Senior, for I sure. was close to graduating. Um, now this song was my, one of my favorites back then, mm-hmm. and as I've gotten older, I I love it more. Uh, there's some really great, you know. It's it's sorry I have I'm thinking so I have to Just move. Fidgets. I'm very fidgety. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, there's some really great lines of, like when you're getting older and you know. You have this feeling of like I just don't give a shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially hitting that you know in between a teenager and a young twenties, uh, and it's got some really moments of that. Uh-oh. I'm just watching. Okay, uh, of that like it's it just gives you so much of that like I'm not fully an adult or a teenager, and it's so good and anymore as i get older and older it gives me more of like a i just really don't care what people think anymore yeah. and i feel like when i was a teenager i still had a lot of the uh you know as teenagers do you get that like everybody's paying attention to me no one gets yeah. the shit when you get old so it's yeah. it's great it's got some really great lyrics in there would yeah. highly recommend that whole album's great all right my next one will be elvis costello's man out of time i'm not an elvis fan i know you're not but um i this is off of um imperial bedroom which is that's i was gonna say unbelievable such say, a good album i know you love imperial bedroom and man out of time I, there's just it, it's got some elvis is a lyricist and yes, i love is. lyrics and um it, it, i don't know I, I can't explain it it's just it's a really really great song yeah for Elvis. Great melody. I'm sure it's quite great lyrics. Just, Elvis doesn't do it for me. Yep. Anyway, yep. I don't have a reason. <laughs> Philistine. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Uh, my next one is My Oh My, which is a Punch Brothers song. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, n- not something that I really like. That album came out when I was about 21 when that album came out. 
uh, it wasn't a first favorite of mine on uh, the Phosphorescent Blues, which is the album that that was on. Uh, and then just as the years went on, it's, it's grown on me more and more. It's really cute. I like it goes it goes from very fast paced fun Punch Brothers to the bit more melancholy Punch Brothers very quickly and I think that's really interesting. It's just got a neat balance, mm-hmm. which uh, just a cool it's mm-hmm. a cool song. I don't have more reasons than that, you know. All right. <laughs> Um, my next one would be Simon and Garfunkel's Only a Living Boy in New York. I was waiting for your Simon and Garfunkel to come on. that song. Yeah. There, what I like about this song, there's many things. Obviously, it's a beautiful song. Well, yeah. But as I've said about almost everything on my list. That's how I feel. It's, it's like, a beautiful song. But, I know, and every single time I'm like, go listen to the full album. <laughs> but what I like about this song is I liked this song for a long time. And then I heard the backstory of it is that um, Paul Simon was, well, Art Garfunkel had gone off to make a movie. Mm-hmm. He and Paul Simon, and this was like when the time when they were kind of like growing apart in their partnership and um, were kind of like thinking about should we stop. Um, Paul Simon was in New York and um, he addresses uh, Art Garfunkel as Tom because when they started out, they were they build themselves as Tom and Jerry. (laughs) So. so it, it's him saying to Art Garfunkel and saying it's okay if you want to stretch and fly away mm-hmm. and pursue a different career than yeah. what we're doing together. You it's, know, it's a really, it's a really, yeah, it's a really. And it's it's interesting because it's also like you get the feeling that it was he was saying the things in the song that he couldn't say in real life. Right. It's a really beautiful representation of male hear a lot absolutely anyway mm-hmm. so it's cool to have a song that's all about yeah just the male, male friendship and, yep. and you know it's i will support you no matter what mm-hmm. it's very cool it's a very nice sentiment yeah very cool i like that okay now i'm i'm diverging a little bit from songs that are uh, like meaningful i guess into songs that i just fucking love uh, which is this, you know, that's what this podcast is. Yeah. So uh, this one is Playing House by Axel and How to Dress Well. They're not bands. They're two dudes. <laughs> um, and it's on Active Child's album, You Are All I See. I listened to Active Child a lot when I was in college, and I listened to How to Dress Well a lot when I was in college. Uh, they're two just fucking random dudes. I don't have more information but then I heard that they were going to do this collaboration, and it's fantastic. It's a great song. It's got a really cool uh, electronic-y beat to it. The two guys have very beautiful, um, almost R&B voices. I love a good mix of genres, and uh, it does it really well. I think it's got a cool balance, and it's just a, it's just a cool song. Cool. Yeah, that album's good, too. <laughs> If you're not into it, I totally get, but it's a real, it's a real random one for me. So yeah, it's yeah. just a great, it's a great song. Yeah. My last one is Style Council's It Just Came to Pieces in My Hands. You're at last? I think so. No. Did I miss one? I'm only at, se- that was only seven for me. I've got three more. You said top ten, right? Three, four, five, <laughs> Seven, eight. Oh, I only have nine on here. Oh, shit. You're going to have to come okay. up with something, dude. I'm going to have to come up with another one. Okay. So you've got to be at least on eight, then. I, the next one I write is, is going to be eight. The next one I say is eight. You might be missing two, my friend. I'm not. I listed. I have numbers on mine. Oh, I know. 
I stopped at everything but the girl one. Let me uh, let me jump back. Shit. I'll go to I'll go to that okay, one. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> See, that's ten. If I count the everything but the girl. Anyway, I've got um, everything but the girls mirror ball in there. I love everything but the girl. They are a real jazz influenced uh, British band. They started out like cool jazzy, and they then kind of went into more of a dance music mode. And um, the song I have on is Mirror Ball, kind of in that time when they were making that transition. And I just love them. I love Tracy yeah. Thorne's voice. I, I just think they're a great, great band. Oh, they are a great band. I love Tracy Thorne. Yep. She's got the coolest. Yep. Just her voice has got so many levels to it. Mm -hmm. I just, I really think she's very cool as a human. Ooh, uh-oh. What is that? Oh, no, it's cool. It's all good. Never mind. All right. Sorry. We are having some. Yeah. Okay. It's going. Oh. No! Shake the, 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 not that. Oh, that oh. Works. I mean, it works too. Okay. okay. We're good. We can cut out my screen. All anyway. right. Uh, I have number eight. Number eight is Nothing Compares to You, the Prince version. Your list. Yeah. <laughs> I tried, Did you try to count things? I swear I counted mine as ten, dude. But uh, anyway, I'll talk a little bit about Prince. I love Prince. I've been a huge Prince fan for years and years and years and years. And um, when he passed, I was really sad. I was at work that day uh, when I was working at this. I know what I did. What'd you I missed do? another one. You missed another <laughs> one? Fine. Oh my god. Uh, so anyway, Prince, nothing compares to you. Great song. I love I love that better than I like the Sinead O'Connor song or version yeah. cover. Now I saw obviously on MTV I saw the Sinead O'Connor version before right. I knew about the Prince version. I knew who Prince was, obviously, but yeah. but the Sinead O'Connor version was a huge hit and they were playing it all the mm -hmm. time. And, uh, and she was so different and so Oh, yeah. I think she's super fucking cool. Yeah. I have no yeah, problem with she's her. she's cool. Just for me, the Prince version is so... I don't know. I I really like the way Prince performs that song. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he performs it really well and gives it a lot more um, oomph. I don't know. I just... I really love Prince. Yeah. You know... Uh, it's, You're wearing a Prince t-shirt. I'm wearing my Prince t-shirt today. I said when he passed, I was at, at work and I just had to like leave. Yeah. I was heartbroken and it was like, it was just that was something that kind of even got me through his death. It was yeah. just that song and yeah. you know it's a great song. Yep, that's it. What'd you skip? Okay, well my next one would be. Oh boy. <laughs> the next one on my list. Oh boy. That's <laughs> yeah. why I numbered who, mine. Person who can't count is um, Moonlight Mile. Oh, okay. By the Rolling Stones. Um, you missed Stones? I missed them. the one you I skipped? I missed them. Oops. No. Um, this song, I just, I find it completely beautiful. I love the Rolling Stones, and we will definitely do probably yeah. a multi-parter on oh, the Rolling Stones. Oh, that's going to be a big one. Um, but this song, it's like, it's the kind of song that you should, I can hear the dog's toenails. That's what that sound is. If you ever hear it, it's our, the dog walking around She's the kitchen. She's just tip-tapping. Um, but it's the kind of song that you should like listen to late at night with the headphones on and all the lights off. Yeah. It, and then they go, it, ah! <laughs> <It's> scary. <laughs> well, hopefully it's not that a screamer. Hasn't I'm happened. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, it has that kind of, it's just like soft. It's it, and the, you know, it's reflective. It's yeah. Is what the kids would say. The kids still say is aesthetic. I still say aesthetic. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's the aesthetic of it. I don't know. Anyway, 
So what's the next one on your list? <laughs> I'm sorry. Number nine now, Num- right? Number nine. You that's what I'm on. Just keep these numbers right, Rachel. I numbered mine. You didn't number your list. I wrote it out like five times. So I was even looking for lined paper and I couldn't fucking find my lined yeah. paper. Uh, so I don't know what you're talking You're the one over here who can't count. Yeah, that's true. Uh, which is crazy because usually that's me. But my next one is Old 45s by Chromio. This is a recent favorite and it's made its way to the top, uh, you know, kind of, kind of surprisingly. Um, the first time I heard it was with me and my boyfriend Jordan. Uh, I don't know, we were watching something and I heard it in the background. I was like, this song is fucking great. So I instantly added it to my Spotify. We listen to it on repeat constantly. We listen to the whole, uh, not this album, but Chromio has another album that's a newer album that we listen to constantly. Really like them. They're just a duo. They're really fun, really upbeat. Uh, I like Old 45s a lot. It's just, it's got a really like, you know, upbeat, poppy. It's great. It's a good it's a good song. I don't know. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Good. So it's fun. It's a fun song. Good. Yeah. I don't have much else to say about it. It's a good song. <laughs> okay. We'll go to number 10 now. There you go. <laughs> there we go. I guess I was, I was excited to get to this song or something. I guess so. You, but... Maybe subconsciously you were like, this should be really close. <laughs> I was like, that's number 10. Rich's like, what? I was like, bitch, I've got like, like five more. more. <laughs> I was like, I'm not even at number seven yet. <laughs> um. Anyway, it's Style Council's It Just Came to Pieces I in My Hands. I knew you were going to have Style Council on there. And I, you know, I, I really, it was hard to, if I should put the jam on or put the Style Council on, because I love both of them. I, uh, I love Paul Weller. I love his solo albums. Yeah. Um, he had a lot of choices. <laughs> exactly. But uh, this song was, I think it was only like a B-side to a single. I don't even think it's on one of the albums, mm-hmm. per se. But it's um, Paul Weller's, like, he's reflecting about like um the time in his life where he was kind of letting his ego like rule i think it's a common thing that happens to musicians when they're successful that um he really became ego driven and um and then he talks about how it just kind of crumbled yeah and it's just it's just a beautiful song yeah Yeah, it's it's him and the guitar and it's uh the lyrics are incredible yeah. and um it's just a very honest song cool yep yeah so i really love it and i love paul weller so yeah, i, I, I needed to represent throw some represent throw paul, some paul Re- weller in there yeah okay my last one is a bit of a curveball for everyone involved because i it took me a while to figure out i wanted to throw something in that was a little harder uh, and something that I don't think you ever actually heard this song. I, I know I haven't. In I the last couple of years, I haven't. Heard. Yeah, you should really listen to some of them. I will. I'll listen to the playlist. Yeah, we'll listen to the playlist. Because somebody listens to the playlist. I listened to uh, the last one. The last Did you? Two. Yeah, I listened to the last two. Good job. So, fuck it. Ooh, cold, cold <laughs> I, listened star. To, I listened to Zeppelin and I listened to uh, the Summer of Love. 67, yeah. Cool. I already this the sixty seven one I did already know a lot of songs on there yeah. shockingly and then the well, Zeppelin, the Zeppelin one I did obviously, too, obviously you did yeah. but still I I did listen to them but so. it's a fun playlist I'm getting better yeah uh, but this song is Melody Lane by Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats all right let me sit your ass down and school you a little bit <laughs> <laughs> just kidding so um this I don't even know how the fuck I heard this band I think it was like in my related to this band called Blood and Stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I got into this whole thing of like 
gore rock? I don't know what the fuck else to call it. I don't know. Blood and stuff is great, too. Highly recommend. But, uh, Melody Lane by Uncle Acid the Deadbeats. I was reading this article about them. They're in, like, England. They're never gonna come to America, because they're, like, not... I don't know if anybody else knows who they are. I apologize. (laughs) They are cool, though. Uh, But I was reading this article by someone that said, it's like if Charles Manson took over the Beatles, which is kind of what it is. It's very, um... 60s summer of love but make it scary which i thoroughly enjoy i like i like horror bands quite a bit and Mm -hmm. uh i would argue that they have a horror band kind of vibe and they're very cool and their music's just fucking weird dude it's like grungy and i don't know i i really enjoy it i don't know if anybody else in the planet likes it other than like them Mm -hmm. and like their 10 followers in england or some shit but i love them i think they're really cool Wow. If they're a weird ass band, <laughs> if they're they're the last one on the playlist, if you're even slightly curious about it, just go listen to it. It's a weird fucking song, and it's great, and it's got a little bit of that uh, uh, you know, uh, lear- electronica learning kind of shit. You know, like experimental. It's it's pretty experimental if I'm being real, but it's it's dope. Cool. All right. What you doing? Um, I was looking for uh, that one. Oh. Um, well, we have to say thank you to... I found it. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to thank Billy Zen for Billy Zen. our theme song, Don't I Know You. I couldn't remember the name of the theme song. Oh, that was terrible. It. <laughs> and we're going to thank Rachel Karn for our logo. You're welcome. Uh, don't forget, we've got an Instagram, at Tales from the Rockside, and a Facebook uh, we have the playlist of our favorite or our top ten top fun songs. Yeah, whatever. moms are the first ten, mine are the second yeah. ten. On on uh, Spotify, spoofy. Uh, please like, rate, and review us on iTunes. That's really going to help us. We super helpful. Yeah, we really want to try to grow this this podcast. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we missed last week. We were just yeah vacation vacationing. Yeah, um, recommend us to everyone you know. We'd appreciate it. Thank you for listening, and rock on. Rock on, bitches. Uh, oh shit